When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The 2024 Supercar Series is about to kick off and there's been a fair bit of news in the lead up to it, but finally some on-track action today. Matty White is returning to the commentary box for the first time in many years for the SEN network across the weekend and been lucky enough to steal a bit of his time this evening. Matt, thanks for joining us. G'day, fellas. Good to catch up. It's going to be a very interesting weekend. The first practice sessions have got underway. How are you reading the state of play so far? Um, I'm reading the fact that Bathurst is being Bathurst, and that's what we're going to have to deal with across the weekend. And, you know, that's one of the great things about heading to Mount Panorama. It's not just the track itself and what it throws up, but it's everything around it. And one thing about Bathurst is that it poses so many variables. Um, And we're seeing that today. We saw that in practice uh, earlier today. The weather just rolls along and comes out of the blue and knocks them senseless. Um, Weird things happen to cars around there. Drivers can often have a a little bit of a fade out and before they know it, they're in trouble. And then other drivers have all of a sudden got a grip on the whole thing. So we're seeing Bathurst being typically Bathurst. and, And we've got to remember that this is round one of the season so there's no easing into any lap at Bathurst and there's no easing into this season if you're these drivers out there so Waddy for your casual supercar fan who are the drivers that we need to keep an eye on in this upcoming V8 supercar championship well it's one of the interesting storylines of 2024 is the fact that we don't have our defending champion here so if you haven't been following it Brody Kostecki won the championship last year but he's he's had a blue with his team Erebus Motorsport and he's sitting out round one and could well sit out the entire season so they can't patch up the differences there at Erebus and for an extraordinary outcome we don't have the defending champion on the grid there's nothing wrong with him he could drive right now but he's he's having a standoff with his team he doesn't want to drive for them they can't work it out um he may well sit out the season so that's number one top of the list it's it's a talking essentially about who's not going to be there which is just bizarre situation but it's a team driver situation it's it's pretty full-on and it means that todd hazelwood will step into that car and drive this weekend. And then you have to look at, okay, well, who else is there? Um, They've got an extraordinary field of of great young talent and some that we know and some new guys in there as well. Ryan Wood and Aaron Love will be making their debuts this weekend. So which way do you go? Former champions in the field, guys. Mark Winterbottom in 2015 
and James Courtney in 2010 are the only two drivers to have won a championship. Scott McLaughlin's overseas. Shane Van Gisbergen's wow. overseas. Brody Kostecki sitting it out. So it's a weird one, this one. But I, I like the look of Chaz, Waters, uh, Chaz Mostert and Cam Waters this season. So there's a couple that are just bubbling along. So just what your thoughts then? Do you expect to see Kostecki this year at all? And we've seen it in other sports. It happens in American sports more so than it does here in Australia where uh, players or drivers effectively uh, talk about not playing if they're not getting paid or they're not happy. How, how, is that, how will that impact things? Does, if he's not driving, surely he's not getting financially remunerated. Yeah, I don't know how all that's playing out legally, but it's, you know, it came to a pretty severe head. And when you get to a position like this where you you don't have the defending champion in your field, it's a bad look for the sport. And supercars have been trying their hardest to manage this. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. So the bottom line is that the, the Brody's got a contract to drive with Erebus this season. So if for whatever reason they can't work that out, I can't see Erebus letting him go somewhere else to drive. Why would yep. you? Exactly. Um, and why would you want a guy who knows how to win a championship driving for somebody else? So this is the this is the Mexican standoff that we're facing. <laughs> I just don't know where it's going to end. I, I'd be more inclined at the moment to think that Brody won't drive in 2024, but, you know, the stranger things have happened. Speaking with Matt White, who will be at the helm of the coverage this weekend of the supercars here on SEN. And just on that, Matt, not that we want to labour on it for too much longer because it is an incredibly complex situation and it's probably very murky and we don't have all the details at hand. But do you feel as if this is the, the worst blemish on the sport in recent times? I know we had the parity issues last year with supercars and... That seems to have mended itself over the off-season. But the fact that the reigning champion has disappeared out of the sport in this way, is, is it a bad mark for V8 supercars or supercars? Yeah, like I said, it's it's not a good look for the sport and it's not a good outcome for the sport. And, and the sport through various people, and by the sport, I mean those in charge of the sport. Shane Howard is the CEO of Supercars they've come under fire for this so it's a really hard one because it's a team driver issue now the governing body needs to keep an eye on this and should try and do everything they can to to resolve it but at the end of the day it's it's an employee employer relationship that's that's gone sour so where that ends um will essentially be up to those two parties so yeah it's a bad look for the sport but i feel sorry for those in charge of supercars because they're in the middle of a mess that they're trying to clean up that's not of their own doing. There's been calls for supercars to step in and buy out the contract of Brody Kostecki um, to make this happen. And and whilst they're they're genuine calls, I don't understand. I, I don't know how practically that could happen when you're talking about some big money on offer here for a driver who's just won them the championship. So they're sitting in the garage at Erebus Motorsport with the championship trophy in there. And the driver ain't there. Their car is there and they've got another driver in the car. They don't have number one in the field because number one belongs to the championship winning driver. 
nobody else can use it. So it's it's a bizarre <laughs> site. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly bizarre. And then the other, as I alluded to previously, Matt, that the other thing that's dogged the sport for the last 12 months has been this parody debate between the Mustang and the Camaro. That They went to the wind tunnel over in the States. They reckon they've yeah. got it all sorted out. But when I look at the practice times from earlier today, practice one, there were only three Mustangs in the top ten. Can we read anything into that or am I being very cynical? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's probably 50-50 on that. You can read a lot into that um, because results tell the story. However, they're only early practice results. They've tried their best to work on this parity issue. I'm a big that parity should be sorted out behind closed doors. We should have transparency, but it's something that's a technical issue. It, it gives me an ice cream headache because I've seen it time and time again. <laughs> so it's the kind of thing where you go, sort it out. Um, make sure it's sorted out. Obviously, you, you, you're still going to have to do some tweaks because it's a parity category, but you need to get on top of this privately before it becomes a public issue because it can divide um, fans really badly and teams and drivers. So for me, the most important part is exactly what you said, mate. They've gone over to the States and checked it all out. Have they got it right? Probably not, but they're going to be a heck of a lot better than they were last year. Yeah, time will tell, no doubt. Now, Whitey, there's been a few major rule changes. What's What do you think is going to be the biggest difference this year? The live pit lane is one of them. The primary drivers starting the endurance races and events is another one, a little bit to do with the uh, safety car procedure as well. What, what will be the biggest change to the V8 supercars this season? I reckon you just ticked off all of them, probably in order <laughs> of appearance, to be okay. honest. like I think... Um, I think the live pit lane will be interesting as well because the championship winning team has pole position, if you like, from pit lane. And there's a lot to be gained depending on where you're racing. There's a lot to be gained by being at the top of pit lane and, and having essentially a bit of control over when you release and where you release your driver out of pit lane because races can be won and lost in pit lane. So that's going to be a big one for me. Look, I think those rule changes that you just mentioned there, they'll, they'll start to play out the further we get into the year. I reckon the fact that this is second year of the Gen 3 cars and the, the 12 months learnings that they've got there, those parity things that they've done in the off-season, the fact that we're now a second year in, like it's, it's almost like a second year footy team. that They've had their run. Now the, the, the real questions need to be answered. Um, because there's no more excuses. They've, they've all had a full year having a crack at this car, so they're all in the same position. And so just having a look at the calendar for this season, we know that the Bathurst 1000 is obviously the biggest event, and that's the one that uh, people circle in the calendar, but what else should they be circling when they have a look at it? We know in here in Adelaide with the Velo 500, what other events for you are the biggest ones on the calendar? Well, I always say to people, you know, I have so many people come up to me say, Matty, I, I want to go to a, I want to go to a supercars event. Which one do I go to? Yep. I always say, if you've never been to Darwin, the Hidden Valley Circuit, Ooh. give it a crack. It, it falls right in the middle of June. Uh, you can set your clock by it because there's a very small window to get into um, Darwin outside of the rainy period. It's a great time of the year. It'll be round five this year. You can see the whole circuit. And it's a really different experience. It's a great joint to go to. You can, you, I mean, if you, if you can't have a good time in Darwin, you're not trying. But <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I'd go to the Darwin Triple Crown. Put a circle around that one right in the middle of the year, just when you need a bit of a break, need a bit of sunshine, really easy sort of weekend. I'd, I'd head up there. 
And Whitey, as Dan just pointed out, the Bathurst 1000 is taking place later in the year. So th- this version this weekend is slightly different, isn't it? We've got two 250-kilometre races, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. So those that are hearing that we're at Bathurst, it, it isn't the regular Bathurst, is it? No, it replaces the Newcastle 500 from last year. So um, the Newcastle race, street race, is, is done and dusted. It's dead and buried. So they needed a... They needed a replacement for that, and too much Mount Panorama is never enough for drivers and spectators, and it's as simple as that. But you raise a good point there too. Mount Panorama 1000, the Bathurst 1000 that we're used to, is always in October, and and that's what it'll be this time around. We're racing here at the back end of February when weather can be unpredictable even more so, and we've seen that today in the practice sessions. So, look, honestly... I. You, you'd say to drivers, I'll give you one lap around Mount Panorama in a garbage bin, they'll take it. I don't care where or when it is, they'll take it. You just unleash us on that 6.213-kilometre circuit. Whitey, just before we let you go, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive has had such success, uh, not just with driving fans, but with so many people worldwide. Uh, there's been attempts, I guess, in the V8 supercars, but in terms of a documentary that can have real cut through, your thoughts there, and would it work like a Formula One drive to survive? Look, I don't think... I've spoken about this often on my program. I don't really think they're, they're two similar scenarios, as, as weird as that sounds, yep. given the fact that they're both motorsport and they've both got stories to tell. And, and the reason why is this. When... Formula One decided to open its its doors and do Netflix and take a peek over the fence and do Drive to Survive. It had been a closed shop forever. And this is coming from somebody who had an access all areas pass for a long time. There's so much you don't know about Formula One because it's been controlled forever. They, they You never really got a good look in. Supercars has been very different. Supercars has been an open door policy forever. You've had great access to the drivers you can, if you're at the, if you're at the circuit, uh, and you've got access down towards the pits, you can essentially wander in. If you, you know, you give somebody a bit of a nod and a wink, they'll let you in. So for me, there was a really big opportunity for Formula One to pull back the curtain. In in supercars, the curtain's been open for a long time, so it's about which story you're going to tell. Um, and and I wonder which which story you'd tell in supercars, having known that all that stuff is out there anyway. So. Whilst, it, whilst it's been working a treat for Formula One, there's been a reason why behind that. And it's not just because it's motorsport, it's because we're seeing stuff that we haven't been able to see for a long time. And it's a great shout. The Kostecki uh, storyline would be an interesting watch right now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, you just want to park a couple of uh, GoPros in the legal offices. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, like, it'd be like Law and Order or, or NCIS in there. Yes. but um, And that, that'd be pretty fascinating. But, gee... It'd bore you after a while, I reckon, because that's where it is. The reality of that one is it's become a legal fight. And, Matty, as we do let you go this evening, how excited are you to get back into the commentary box this weekend? It's been a while since you graced the pit lane at Supercars. Is it going to be like getting back on the bike or are you a little towy heading to Mount Panorama? No, no, I'm, I'm ready to rumble. I mean, I'm, you know, I've spent the last couple of years doing speed series and I actually called Trans Am last year with... Um, James Moffat's victory so Moff and I will, will pair up Noons did such a terrific job for us at SEN and unfortunately he can't do it this this year so we've been trading messages I've got the utmost respect for Aaron Noonan he's done a great job so 
One of the things, fellas, that I'm really looking forward to is the different part of the commentary challenge because, as you well know, radio commentary is very different to TV commentary. So being able to set that descriptive platform is going to be something really different and really cool. So I'm I'm pumped. I'm head head first into research. I've been speaking to the boys and uh, Moff and I are going to have a great time. Oh, you'll hear it across SEN this weekend, particularly on Sunday. Matty, thanks for joining us this evening and good luck at Mount Panorama. Bring it on. Thanks, guys.